Welcome to the June 29, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 29, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray that they would ask for wisdom. And Lord, I pray that you would give them favor with God and with man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 29, beginning in verse 1. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. By transgression, an evil man is snared, but the righteous sings and rejoices. The righteous considers the cause of the poor, but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless, but the upright seek his well-being. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, Transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. A servant will not be corrected by mere words. For though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride 
will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Today we're going to take a closer look at verse 3. And verse 3, there are two parts. Let's take a look at each one of them separately. The first one says, Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice. I have just a couple comments about that. The reason I started this podcast is because my goal and my desire is that anyone who tunes in to this podcast on a daily basis will glean wisdom. My prayer is that everyone listening, whether it's on a daily basis or whenever anyone joins in, that wisdom would come by listening to this podcast. Wisdom comes from understanding. Understanding comes from knowledge. And at the very begin of Proverbs, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if we begin with knowledge, and if we have a reverential fear of God, then will come understanding And if you continue on in that way, wisdom will eventually come forth and it will become a part of your life. And that is my desire, that everyone would have wisdom. At the very beginning, when I first started this in early April, I said in James chapter 1-5, it says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give it to you liberally. If you lack wisdom, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it to you. The second part of this verse is, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. Now, another term for harlot here would be a prostitute. Now, I remember back when I was in the army in the mid-70s, and I went over to Germany, and our barracks were located about three blocks away from what is called a cat house or a brothel, but it's a place where uh, a service man could go and actually pay money to a prostitute for services. And I never understood why people would do that. I mean, to me, that's a you know, perfect example of wasting money. Now, you may have pleasure for a few moments or maybe even a half an hour or 45 minutes. But one thing about in Germany is prostitution is different than the United States, and it's legal. So um, there would actually be policemen outside this particular building, and they wanted to make sure that the prostitutes were kept safe.
But, you know, if you pay money for that, you are not very smart, okay? There's a good chance you would get a sexually transmitted disease of one kind or another. And many of the people who frequent these places are are married. And you really have no business doing that anyway. So that's my thought on that. Um, Last Wednesday and Thursday, we picked up on our story about Joseph in the book of Genesis. And Joseph, you may remember, I'll just give you a brief uh, synopsis. Joseph was the 11th son of Israel, who had previously been called Jacob. And Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. A matter of fact, he liked him so much, he actually I don't know if he made a coat or purchased a coat, but he had a coat of many colors. And that was a symbol to the rest of his brothers and people outside the family that this is Joseph. This is my beloved son. And so his brothers, all of them were older. Um, They obviously took a very severe disliking of Joseph They uh, did not like the fact that uh, their father liked Joseph more than them. And to compound things, Joseph had had two dreams, and he shared these two dreams with his brothers. And basically, the two dreams said that there will come a time when all of you will bow down to me. And this infuriated the brothers. So the brothers actually sought and planned to kill him. So one day the father sent him out there with food, and he said, go check on your brothers, let me know how they're doing, bring me back a report of how they're doing. And it ended up that they actually sold Joseph to Ishmaelite traders. And they sold it for 20 pieces of silver. And so when... Um, these Ishmaelite traders got back to where they lived. A man named Potiphar purchased Joseph, and he was a very wealthy man, and he purchased Joseph, and the, the Bible says that Joseph had favor with God, and God was with Joseph. So because of this, he had favor with Potiphar. And even though he was a slave, he actually got to live inside the quarters of this palace that Potiphar had, and Potiphar turned everything over to him. And what we found out last week is that his wife actually propositioned Joseph, and Joseph had nothing at all to do with this. He did not want any part of Potiphar's wife. And yet one day she had grabbed his garment, and so he had to leave this particular place. He had nowhere to go, and she concocted a story to her husband that Joseph had tried to rape her. So he now is in a jail and a prison cell. And one day, the baker and the butler both have dreams And they bring their dreams to Joseph, and Joseph interprets the dreams. So the butler is restored to his previous position, and the baker loses his life. 
And so two years have gone by, and now um, Pharaoh has a dream, and the butler remembers that this happened, and he reminds Pharaoh or tells him about Joseph, a Hebrew man who has the ability to interpret dreams. So we are in Genesis chapter 41. We're going to begin on verse 37. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck, and he had him ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath paneah and he gave him as a wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And zaphnath paneah literally means the God speaks and lives. So that is Joseph's new title. And he's actually like the prime minister now of Israel. So in one day, he has gone from being a slave in a prison to the prime minister of Israel and the second person in charge of Israel. So talk about going from the dungeon to the throne is almost where we're at in Joseph. But in verse 46, it said, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. So I'm going to just give a little bit of discourse here. So basically from this point forward, Pharaoh gives him a wife. And from this wife, Joseph is going to have two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And over the course of time, the seven good years of plenty are going to start and at that point, what Joseph does is goes throughout all the land of Israel, and he takes the crops, and he takes, 
10, 15% of all of these crops, and he begins to store all of the crops for when the seven years of famine are going to come. So he planned in advance, and we're going to find out the course over the next couple weeks, that Joseph planned, and so Israel is never going to falter. But I want to bring up three quick points, and we're running a little bit short on time today, so I'm going to go rather quickly. Number one, if you are living right, you will be recognized. Okay, when Pharaoh called Joseph into him, and Joseph started speaking, it became very evident very quickly to Pharaoh that this is a man that not only can be trusted, but also has great wisdom. And what he told Pharaoh is, this is what should happen over the next seven years, and if all of these things are in place, when the seven years of famine come, everything will be okay in the land of Egypt. The second thing I want to bring up is when God is involved, promotion can come quickly. Now let's go back very quickly to chapter 41, verse 16. I want to make this very clear. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So I want to make it very, very clear here. Joseph never takes any credit for being able to interpret dreams. He is very clear and he makes it very evident to Pharaoh, God is the one who is able to interpret dreams, not me. He never took credit for that. And because of that, God elevated him. Number three is Joseph is a lot like Jesus. I can't help but look at the similarities between Joseph and Jesus. Now, Jesus began his public ministry on earth when he was 30 years old, and he had his ministry primarily for about three and a half years, and he was crucified at the age of 33. But in verse 46, it said Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. It has been 13 years since Joseph had these two dreams and related the two dreams to his older brothers. It says earlier in that chapter, I believe it's a couple chapters back, it says Joseph was 17 years old when he was brought into the house of Potiphar, now he is 30 years old and pretty much the prime minister of Israel, and he is second in command over the entire land. The only person higher is Pharaoh himself. 
That's all we're going to do today. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you have never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Please repeat after me, Jesus, thank you for coming to earth for me. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. Thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone who repeated that simple prayer, I invite you to send me a quick email today at Kelly K-E-L-L-E-Y, at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.